eight minutes on the dot in the PM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM. It is indeed this beautiful 12th of March 2018, corresponding uh, to the 24th of Jumad al Akhir 1439. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, bringing to you Burning Issue. And uh, tonight our focus is heading towards something touching quite uh, uh, the close nerve of all our bodies in the Western Cape. In terms of listeriosis, we break down for you this particular topic as well as the issues surrounding uh, the uh, halal aspect of it and uh, more importantly at this point in time for the global community uh, in terms of the health aspects related to this particular um, you know, a disease outbreak that has uh, unfortunately riddled the Western Cape or rather South Africa uh, with approximation of 180 reported deaths thus far from this particular outbreak. So uh, this has been one of the biggest stories and uh, you know uh, we recall uh, the recall of processed meat products from Enterprise and Rainbow Chicken Plants has ensued. Of course last Sunday the health minister announced that months of scientific medical research had traced the source of listeriosis to processed meat products from these two companies. South Africa has the world's worst listeria outbreak which has killed 180 people in the past year. Over the weekend, it was reported that South African human rights attorney Richard Spoor and uh, the United States lawyer Bill Mahler would file a class action, uh, class action suit against Tiger Brands, the owners of Enterprise Meats. Now, one of the side issues that has emerged from this story is the imported white slime known as mechanically deboned meat used in the processing of meat products. The, there are some concerns that this white slime could be the source of the listeriosis outbreak. Most of the South Africans' white slime is reportedly imported from Brazil, with some from Thailand, Argentina and the United States. So our burning question tonight is, who is monitoring and testing mechanically deboned meat, MDM, coming into South Africa? So you're welcome to join in on the discussion throughout the show via our SMS line 47913, alternatively via WhatsApp 0722380712. Due to the waqt of Isha and the, the shortened show, we will not be able to open the lines for this evening. Now, I'd like to uh, place a warm welcome uh, to our guests this evening that will be participating in our discussion regarding uh, the halal aspect and the health aspect of mechanically deboned meat and uh, with me in studio is uh, Sheikh Ahmed Siddiq the director of the Muslim Judicial Council Halal Trust Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Shukran for being part of a program this evening uh, Shukran and uh, we have with us uh, also online all the way from up north Maulana Muhammad um, S. Navlaki, who is the theological director of Sana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Maulana Shukran so much for being part of the program this evening uh, It's always a pleasure to meet uh, our brothers and sisters uh, on the airwaves of uh, VOCFM. Mm-hmm. Shukran, Barakallah. Um, so perhaps maybe as a starting point for both our uh, scholars this evening and uh, the representative bodies that they represent, um, in terms of, you know, at some stage the Sanha and the Muslim Judicial Council uh, have either certified or certified the rainbow chicken plants. Now, in terms of, uh, you know, inspections and from health perspective, are these things considered uh, uh, or are tests done regularly at these plants that uh, Certify these products. Uh, perhaps maybe we'll begin with uh, Maulana Navlaki. 
Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. With regards to Sanha's position, uh, uh, we've we've uh, always adopted a very very uh, cautious approach when it comes to imported meat, mm-hmm. uh, purely because of the fact that, especially in countries like Latin America uh, and the USA, uh, where the halal regulations are not what we uh, implement here locally. Mm-hmm. So we, we've 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 actually up until today not accepted any Brazilian MDM or South American or US MDM into the country at all. Surely. And uh, would that have a ripple effect on uh, the white slime or the MDM, you know, being used in adjunct products and not necessarily direct poultry? Uh, yes, most certainly. Uh, you know, uh, uh, at Sandhouse certified establishment, it is totally not permitted to use any of this Brazilian MDM or Latin American, whether it's Argentinian or anything else. Uh, the the, the uh, uh, audits that we've done to these countries over the years, we have not been satisfied with the credentials of the halal certification program, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's been the reason for our reservation. And accordingly, uh, Sandhouse certified establishments would not be entitled to utilize any of such non-approved product. Okay, sure thing. Sheikh, would you like to comment on that? Um if I may, before I comment, if sure. I may ask uh, Molina Navlaki if uh, he could maybe say um, the actual reason why they're not taking any of those MDMs. Mm. Well, well, or one why of the do reasons they make it not halal? According to their protocol, I would believe, Molana. Yeah, I think I think uh, I don't I don't think this program is a dialogue between ourselves and the and and, and the MJC. Obviously, we we will stipulate our our reasons. Uh, uh, most certainly, but I think the important thing, uh, just just for purposes of proper procedure, sure. that the uh, uh, that the interviewer rather channel the questions rather than us uh, as interviewees. Absolutely, mm-hmm. the, the the responses given by each other. Absolutely, appreciated that, uh, Sheikh. Your comment on uh, mechanically deboned meat and uh, you know some of the protocols used by the MJC Halal Trust in terms of this particular process. Um, the MDN meets as far as uh, Brazil or as far as South Africa is concerned? As far as Brazil. Brazil is concerned. Mm. Um, we, as far as our um, investigation sure. um, and is our interaction with the Brazilian uh, companies mm-hmm. um, that is obviously exporting to South Africa, and uh, they are not also exporting to South Africa, they are exporting to other countries as well. Okay. But our mission was to have looked at uh, the operation mm-hmm. um, in Brazil, in uh, Argentina, um, and some of the other countries in that side. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have found, uh, it's obviously fully compliant as far as Sharia is concerned. Okay. Um, so we didn't find any problem. As sure. far as the Sharia is concerned. Okay, so from your perspective, you all are and confident that the halal certification process is completely fine with fine, the MDM. It's fine with us, sure. and, uh, and therefore uh, I've asked that question. Okay, sure. Um, uh, no, we totally, we totally we, we found it to, to be uh, halal compliant. Halal compliant. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously, the standard uh, protocol for both dif- both organisations would uh, not be totally congruent, and uh, given that perspective, uh, there would be that difference of opinion.
Welcome back, 91.3 FM. This is with myself, Mohammed Sheikh, and we are talking the burning issue. Who is monitoring and testing mechanically deboned meat coming to South Africa, uh, among other things? And uh, yes, we've got our panelists this evening, uh, Sheikh Ahmed Sidiq of the Muslim Judicial Council Halal Trust, and uh, we also have uh, Maulana Suleiman Navlaki, uh, respected ulama. I'd like to welcome both of you back to the uh, program. Um, so yes, this particular aspect has been brought to the spotlight because of the uh, contamination um, and uh, some of the processes leading to the listeriosis uh, outbreak. Now, perhaps maybe a question that's lingering on my mind. In terms of one of the aspects of halal, you know, we ought to um, look at the concept of it being pure, not just in the sense of the slaughter aspect or, uh, you know, that aspect of halal, but in terms of the actual substance, you know, being uh, wholesome for the body. And that's what the general consensus is. Now, in terms of if if perhaps uh, you know this is also a deciding factor uh, whether uh, you know an item is halal or haram um, you know would that be criterion used uh, you know to um, nullify an object being halal for consumption or permissible for consumption Malana Navlaki your thoughts yes Bismillahirrahmanirrahim uh, look we must understand that this aspect of tayyibat mm-hmm. or wholesomeness you know people translate it as wholesomeness or pure sure Everything that is halal and legal, lawful for consumption is automatically tayyib. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yes. Allah says in the Quran, لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثِ Everything that is repugnant, offensive, uh, 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 impure, filthy, uh, is, is haram, and everything that is, that is pure is halal. Sure. Now, uh, when we're talking about uh, uh, wholesomeness, I think, uh, uh, you know, there are two distinct factors here. Mm. For an example, uh, sugar is not a wholesome item. Right. Uh, You know, but it's halal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, there are lots of items that if you uh, don't take it in moderation, or it may be uh, detrimental for some people's health, we can't issue a, a ruling of, of prohibition for everybody, for an example. Okay. Uh, however, we must keep in mind one very distinct factor when it comes to anything that is uh, harmful. Mm-hmm. The, the Sharia refers to it as varaf. Right. Anything that is injurious, hazardous, toxic. Mm-hmm. You can have a product that is absolutely halal. Let's take MDM. MDM is not is not a haram product. Yes. Uh, if it is produced from from one hundred percent correctly slaughtered uh, 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 halal processed animals, there's no issue at all. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, the issue of that halal processed product, then for some reason or the other, mm-hmm. uh, uh, getting salmonella, or being inf- uh, infected with some uh, E. coli or some other pathogen, or in the current circumstances with with the L monocytogen uh, bacterium, mm. uh, that product automatically becomes haram now because even though it's processed halal, it becomes haram and lawful because it is hazardous, toxic, injurious, and fatal to human health. Okay, so if I'm understanding correctly, the concept of halal is not just at the slaughter point; it's even post the slaughter point where the actual, you know, uh, just prior to the stage of consumption. Is that what you're saying, Maulana? 
most certainly the entire supply chain mm. the entire supply chain is essential absolutely to, to guarantee the halal integrity of a product so you can have a product that's processed halal at point a and when it reaches point z it's not halal for some reason or the other mm. whether it be contamination factors whether it be the the the, the factors of toxicity or or hazard or uh, 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 you know uh, pathogenous contamination whatever mm. the case may be sure. uh, i think i think we should understand that so it's not only halal is not only the point of slaughter mm, sure uh, sheikh ahmed your thoughts on that um i fully concur with molana raflaki i said um i just want to add in yes. sense and and, and emphasize mm. the point you know um the halal and tayyib mm-hmm. is go hand in hand right right so for us the the halal is actually the slaughter right right so that slaughter makes the animal halal or the bird halal right so the proper slaughtering and so forth right mm-hmm. so there's a whole lot of criteria around that yes but however you cannot uh neglect or you cannot you know just uh, discard the issue of tayyib right so the issue of tayyib actually falls from the very start mm. from where the animal comes from mm-hmm. right um how the animal is treated and yes. here under tayyib also falls the issue of animal welfare right right mm-hmm. and if you look at the animal welfare which is included how the treatment is mm-hmm. before the animal is slaughtered even okay so right, the treatment after the treatment um and then the hygiene factors like Mulana Vlaki has now emphasized and mm-hmm. he just unpacked the whole concept of of, of tayyib sure um so it goes to this extent where mm-hmm. tayyib is always related to the halal okay absolutely right and i want to emphasize the point even if the 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 the, the product mm-hmm. um is halal right right and but it has a problem with tayyib yes then that particular uh, product yes. can be rendered mm-hmm. not halal okay. because it is toxic or it's a, a, it's, darar, a means it's of a harm darar, yeah. yes uh, and i think um, to 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 also highlight the other one if you look for instance the uh, a patty or a sausage mm. um and that is what they call the mechanically deboned uh, meat you know mm-hmm. i got a, a, a chart here where you know this one uh, person is saying per 100 grams for instance of patty right of mm-hmm. patty the fat is about 30% right the saturated fat 4.7 grams is a 23% um the cholesterol 143 milligram is this is per 100 grams per 100 grams yes right the patty you eating or the sausage you eating or mm. even sometimes the polony in itself sure right right it depends how they put it together but according to this one here it's 143 milligrams 47% cholesterol sure right uh, sodium 40 mg 1% potassium 104 mg 2% and then you have protein 15 g 30% mm. so from a nutritional point of view yes which we are obviously not uh, when we do the certification mm-hmm. or the halal of it we're not going into these nitigrating so your first other question you asked about testing do we do testing yes so we're not testing or looking for this yes we're looking at the actual halal aspect we're at the halal and the tayyib aspect so mm. there must be hygiene 
Uh, but when it comes to the nutrition value, yes, we're not looking at that. Uh, sure, I think right? uh, inshallah. So, so that is how we need to just look. But we do say yes, we have to be observant. Yes, and you have to enforce the tayyib aspect of it with the halal. Absolutely, so you cannot separate the two. Absolutely. Shukran for the Shaykh Ahmed. We are heading for the waqt of Isha, but we will return with our panelists after the waqt of, uh, of Isha. Stay tuned to ninety-one point three FM, the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allah Licensees apply Contact our friendly professional consultants On 021-762-4240 Or visit our website on www.yasminstravel.co.za It's an honor for us serving the guests of Allah Yasmin's Traveling Tours To beyond your expectations In this vast universe, we can feel small and helpless. But together, we can make a really big difference. At Penny Appeal, we work hard each day. To make sure your donations make a big difference all around the world. From humble beginnings, we're growing. Joining the big fight against poverty. We're grateful for every single donation. So we want to say a big thank you. Penny Appeal. Small change. Big difference. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Four minutes past the hour of 8 in the PM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, and on burning issue this evening, we are talking listeriosis due to a process mechanically deboned meat that has already been ensuing since the 50s, heading into the 60s, and uh, has been a cause for major uh, meat adjuncts, uh, the bulk aspect of it um, in terms of certain meat products. And uh, as time is whiling away, we don't have enough time, so I'd like to share our platform with our guests. Guests uh, with me in studio is Sheikh Ahmed Siddiqaf, the Muslim Judicial Halal Trust. As well as online, we have Maulana Suleiman Navlaki from the South African uh, uh, National Halal Association. Saeed. And uh, Saeed, Muhammad Saeed Navlaki. Uh, shukran for that. But also joining us uh, uh, in this particular segment, we have Dr. Zianda Majokweni, who is the director of the Poultry Disease Management Agency at the South African Poultry Association. Good evening and welcome, Dr. Zianda. Good evening, and thank you so much for having me on your show. It's only a pleasure. How are you doing this evening? I'm well, thank you, and I hope you and your listeners are doing well as well. Fantastic, indeed. Um, we've been discussing the, you know, mechanically deboned meat for this last, uh, you know, um, 30 minutes or so into the program. Uh, could you perhaps maybe just uh, give us an introduction into this concept of mechanically deboned meat as part of, you know, being uh, you being part of the Poultry Disease Management Agency at South Africa? Mechanical deboned meat is used in making processed uh, meats, uh, your polonies, your viennas, and so on. Mm-hmm. So it it would be like, a, I think the, the term that's used uh, that people understand the most is it's like a meat paste okay. that is used in that processing. Mm-hmm. So this we cannot produce enough of in the country. So what we then do is to import some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the major imports from Brazil. Mm-hmm. I think the last stats that I looked at, 
it 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 uh, we 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 only get about 21% of leg quarters from Brazil. I think the rest, so it would be what, about 79%? Sure. Would be about uh, MDM. Okay. So it's quite young. We we get quite a lot of it from, uh, quite a lot of the imports that come in from Brazil uh, are are mechanically deboned meat. Sure thing. Now, some of our journalists here have investigated this particular matter and have sourced uh, articles related to corruption and evasion of food safety checks in the Brazilian meat and poultry industries. Uh, Should this be a concern for South Africa, especially as, you know, the, uh, the government is the regulator of these particular imports? Most definitely, if, for instance, the the meat, the mechanically deboned meat, is coming in mm-hmm. uh, infected with uh, with a pathogen, with with a disease-causing pathogen, and there is fraudulent activity in allowing that meat, which is probably not supposed to be consumed, mm-hmm. to come through and and uh, and have that go into the food chain. Mm-hmm. Then that most definitely is a cause for concern. So, which is why we have we have requested the department to actually investigate mm. uh, these, these allegations. Sure. Do you think, uh, or perhaps, uh, do you know of any protocols put into place by the Department of Agriculture uh, in terms of uh, you know specifically mechanically deboned meat that is imported? Well, there are test protocols that exist for for imports. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, they have improved their inspection services, and they do sample products. Mm-hmm. And they indicate that they they do hundred percent sampling okay. of of products coming into the country. Right. Uh, so the only difference there would be what you would term as a risk to from from any country that you that you import from mm-hmm. and that would determine then the tests that you that you would conduct sure thing because you obviously cannot test for everything and anything under the sun mm. no definitely now what is the role of the south african poultry disease management agency sapa in terms of uh, alerting the department of agriculture and health um, you know in terms of uh, the this particular aspects what, what role do you play in terms of uh, liaising with this particular department and to the public for that matter I would I would call these very strong partners to the industry. Okay. The Department of Health as well as DAF are very strong partners with the industry. Mm-hmm. Where we see that there are risks, we usually work with, with either department to ensure that we put in place protocols that address that risk. And this is a relationship that we've built over time with both relationship with sorry, with both uh, with both departments. Mm-hmm. Obviously the industry cannot exist without the consumers. Okay. So that is why to the industry it was very important for them to put in place measures proactively. So some of the some of the, the, the big companies, for instance, have put in place measures proactively to test for things like listeria monocytogenes mm-hmm. and many other many other protocols that they've put in place that were not necessarily required by law, but mm-hmm. they felt that proactively they want to be able to put those measures in place so that they can protect the public. Sure. And, uh, you know, as part of your <coughs> organization, would you be part of a regulating body as well to uh, have a minimum standard protocol that each company should have to prevent something like this? 
excuse me, sorry, I, I, may you please just repeat that question? In terms, in terms of your, uh, your organization, um, are yes. you all part of you know, a regulating authority yes. to ensure that uh, each of these companies have a bare minimum uh, protocol to work by and to you know, ensure that these types of listeria does not occur? We, we are stakeholders. Mm-hmm. We assist mm-hmm. in terms of ensuring that the industry complies with measures, but we, we allow government to play in its space mm-hmm. and, and fulfill its mandate. Right. So we do not necessarily regulate, and I, and I put inverted commas around this because that's, that's the space of government, but mm-hmm. we assist government in terms of that regulation. And we've done that successfully in a number of other areas. Sure. For instance, we, we've got programs that we've put around um, avian influenza. Uh, we've got programs that we've put um, around movement of, of, um, of cows within the country. So we do assist government to, to, to regulate, but we, we always say that that is... That is an assistance of government, and we're not necessarily the regulatory authority. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Dr. Zianda, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you with regards to your organization, the South African Poultry Disease Management Agency. And uh, thank you so much for sharing, uh, shedding light uh, on this particular topic, and I hope you have a wonderful evening further. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to your listeners and to you as well. Okay, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dr. Zianda Majokweni is a uh, part of the South African Poultry Disease Management Agency. FM. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM it is. The time is just flying, flying, flying indeed. And our guest in studio, uh, uh, Maulana Navlaki, in fact, uh, all the way, that's via our telelink, and Sheikh Ahmed Siddiq inter- uh, representing the Muslim Judicial Council Halal Trust. We've uh, spoken to Dr. Zianda Mojokweni, the director of uh, SAPA, the Poultry Disease Management Agency of South Africa. And uh, yes, uh, you know, we've got into the nuts of bolts of the halal aspect, uh, the import, um, the disease process, the monitoring, but uh, you know, in terms of the just uh, the, the basic process of understanding what MDM is, uh, mechanically deboned meat. Is it, you know, if a person just had to look at the term very simply now, Sheikh, um, you know, just look at mechanically deboned meat. You know, it's like taking a machine and taking the meat off something or compressing it into something. I would imagine, but um, I'm sure you'll have done research into this particular aspect. Could you perhaps, in maybe in just uh, you know a few uh, a few a few minutes, walk us through a very basic understanding of this process of MDM at any abattoir, internationally or locally? Right. Um, the, the 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 word they usually use is the MDM, right? right? Mechanically deboned meat, and then you have mechanically separated meat (MSM), and you have also mechanically recovered or reclaimed meat, mm-hmm. right? MRM, right? So those are the three sort of concepts Categories. they're using, but it's basically the same or similar, right? Similar. Mm-hmm. That's the, the the basic thing. So we started off, you know, with the abattoir and say, okay, that is what is halal. And you've asked the question at the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, what then happens after that? Yes. So after that, it obviously uh, gets the the, the, the the bird. Let's do the, let's take the bird. Right. I think it's easier, the bird. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
when that is after the, the, the slaughtering, bleeding, all that processes which has been looked at halal, we've already covered the tayyib mm-hmm. uh, aspect. But now it goes further into the cutting up. Sure. So they will cut it into cutlets, you know, the pieces. So it is now the leg. They're separating mm-hmm. the, the, the wing and they will dissect the whole bird. Right. Into portions, mm-hmm. whatever portion it is. Even the breast, they will put it into portions. It depends what the customer requires. Right. So they will cut it up according to how the customer and the sizes, the weight and things like that. It happens. And they even uh, if, if it is that they have to take off the skin uh, and all those things, the evas- evisceration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different processes, mm-hmm. but within one line flow within the flow. OK. And you find it's mechanically done. OK. Nowadays, most of these things or all of these things are done mechanically. Right. Right. After that pr- process. Mm-hmm. Then you just see it goes around the machine and the machine does it. It's all mechanically. Right. So at one stage, it will then be separating. Mm-hmm. So what they intend for MDM, mm-hmm. what is now called deboning, mm-hmm. or that uh, mechanically separated meat. Mm-hmm. So they will then debone means they will take the meat mm-hmm. off the bone. Right. Right. That's for the animal, for the, for the chicken. They will take like the wings, uh, I mean, the, the, the skin and those things. They will put it and take it off. So it goes into another process. Okay. But the intended process of that would mm-hmm. then go into uh, the MDM. Okay. Right. Then you have what is also known, like where's the blood going, where's the feathers going, and that will they'll go into another process, the blood, and maybe the feathers also. But then they will call that rendering. Okay. Right. That's something different. And that yes. doesn't go into the process of the MDM. The MDM uh, for intended for MDM. Sure. Right. Um, coming back to the meat one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is similar right? But then you will find when it comes to the meat They have a section mm-hmm. Intended for processing uh, for, for the MDM So they will find it They call it the deboning process mm-hmm. Or section right? And you see it physically mm-hmm. How they will then uh, cut The meat The machine cuts the, the meat They do it physically mm-hmm. At one part And then it comes into a machine Just before the machine, the, that final separation, then it's been washed off, and then the bone goes into another machine. Okay. Which means they will crush the bone, and the bone will become powder. Right. So whether they use it for chicken feet again or for whatever reason, it which is. obviously uh, it's not permissible because then it's obviously you're feeding a chicken with with meat, with meat products, yes, and, and things like that. But whatever they use it for, mm-hmm. for dog food or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or else, because in the bone there's it's calcium and this uh, these type of things. So, in other words, if you really look at mm-hmm. what is MDM, because when it goes now to the MDM section, mm-hmm. where they will then sometimes they will keep it there and transfer it or transport it to the MD processing section, mm-hmm. which is not. At the same section of the of the abattoir, it may be separate. Mm-hmm. So that is basically what the MDM is. Okay, wonderful. and you find in the MDM, uh, like I say, the bone. You find the bone marrow, the skin. Um, you find the scraps of meat. 
that is remaining on the bone, which sure. they will scrape off completely. So in essence, nothing is left to waste. Everything mm, is channeled yeah. to some. And uh, I believe that, uh, uh, you know, as we were discussing earlier on, uh, you know, as time is whiling away. So uh, just to fast track a little bit, um, the Muslim Judicial Council, you know, if it's moved to a different facility, a different structure altogether, the that's when the termination of that halal segment is done. Uh, once it moves to a different facility, then obviously you have to recheck and relook at the whole process and so forth. We will, we will control it, what we call till distribution. In other words, um, we look at uh, after that, for instance, when the, the chicken goes, the cutlets. Yes. Or, or the meat cutlets. Right. right? Um, until because it goes now for packing mm-hmm. and then storing and then distribution. Right. So we have a certain, because it's when it comes to packing, it goes labeling. Yes. And that's where our logo goes on for arguments. Sure. Say. Right. So that is still control bus. Okay. Uh, how it happens and, 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 and when they do the grading, the grading of the meat, mm-hmm. if it's meat, uh, sometimes they do the grading of the chicken. Sure. But not always the grading, but the meat they normally grade. Mm-hmm. What type of meat, you know, the grading of the meat. Um, so you find, then it goes into storage, mm-hmm. uh, in the chillers, whatever it may be, or, or they will cut it, mm-hmm. like the chicken, it will be go for cutting, and then they will go for storage into the freezer, um, after the packaging and after the labeling. Uh, and that's our job is finished. But then we still control also the distribution of it. In other right. words, how the, the, the vans that is they, they're doing it and, and, and where they're sending it to. Okay, so it's but an entire our process. Job, but mm. for our job, when mm. it gets into storage, mm-hmm. after it's been packing and uh, chill, I mean frozen, whatever, or they send it out fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is also the packaging. Uh, that is still controlled. Okay. Um, but um, and thereafter it's finished right up to that point so where they're sending it to where they're giving it to mm-hmm. um, we're not involved okay. except our logo yes. has to go on this particular batch that they've done right uh, this is because we have certified it and, 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 and that's how it is okay perfect Shukran. so we're understanding this process of um, you know internationally we've looked at how it's reached um, and just to highlight you know right from the beginning in terms of the protocols of the different halal organizations uh, the Muslim Judicial Council has assured us that uh, the imported uh, MDM variants and the MDM uh, they are assured that is uh, assuring us that it is Sharia compliant and um, the various processes have seen to and we've also had uh, with us, uh, we still do, uh, in fact, uh, Mulana Muhammad Saeed Naflaki, um, who has uh, given us his uh, uh, verdict on behalf of uh, Sanha in terms of, uh, you know, that particular process not truly conforming to the protocol established by them. And therefore, the MDMs imported, uh, you know, from international, even from local slaughterers, for that matter, that are not, the, the actual slaughter means is not 100% halal. Um, the MDM derivatives, obviously, uh, in turn, will not be halal. But uh, perhaps maybe let me just bring uh, Maulana Navlaki to the conclusion for the next two minutes, Maulana. Um, you know, analyzing this entire program this evening, perhaps maybe a final comment from your side in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the Muslim consumer. Uh, what should he or she be doing in terms of being aware of MDM versus, or just halal versus non-halal for that matter? I think the most important thing is Muslim consumers, unfortunately, bear the, or all consumers bear the brunt of everything, every time. Sure. Uh, lack of awareness, lack of education, uh, and 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 you know just just that uh, uh, want and desire to satiate mm-hmm. uh, one's one's passion. You know there are two types of passion. Sure. 
your sexual passion mm-hmm. and one is the passion of the digestive tract. Both have to be controlled. Right. Uh, I'll be very honest with you. It's very important for us as regulators to educate yes. the same consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take a bologna roll, mm-hmm. you go to, into a butchery shop and you buy a bologna roll. You, you, you go into a butcher, you go into a Santa certified butcher mm-hmm. and you pay seventy nine ninety nine a kilo for a bologna roll. Sure. And right. you can go into another butcher that that would be using MDM, mm-hmm. probably pay 35 rand or 40 rand a kilo for uh, for, uh, for mm-hmm. Look at the difference. I mean, on the one end, you're paying 4 rand a kilo for MDM. Mm. And sure on the thing. other end, you're paying 40 rand a kilo for, for meat yes. that you're using. 